0: Welcome to the Cry Mitt Mode podcast.
1: A combination of our names. I'm Kippy Mitt.
0: And I'm Rybert Mode. If you like consistency, then go somewhere else.
1: Because this podcast is ever-changing.
0: So we're doing My Girlfriend's Not Gonna Like This.
1: A very original.
0: Yeah, very original idea. Swear it's not just the my girlfriend's not gonna like this podcast, although I do have to say that name is a bit <laughs> a bit more clear than Mitmote. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, I said my girlfriend's not gonna like this. And I didn't say MGNGLT. Shame. It sounds like a sandwich.
1: <laughs> I'll get the MGNGLT, please.
0: You do. Without know, butter. You know, no one's ever survived that sandwich before. It's, yeah, it's- uh,
1: mangoes, guava, <laughs> Nutella, gelatin, oh, <laughs> lettuce, and tomato. Wait, so is
0: the bread inside, like, uh, is the whole thing in su- suspended in a gelatin cube?
1: No, it's in that order.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright.
1: I, I don't know why that, those were just the first words S- that came to mind.
0: Speaking of uh, incredibly... Oh, the segue is amazing, and I've just ruined it by pointing it out that it's amazing before I say it. Speaking (laughs) of strangely named sandwiches, what did we watch this week?
1: You know, you like this show.
0: I do. A lot of people like this show.
1: Yeah, and I have nothing against everyone. But? I think you should say the title.
0: Okay. Uh, Very quickly, I thought that you were just my beloved sister, but we watched Bob's Burgers. (laughs)
1: Yeah, uh, and it's it's loved. It's very loved.
0: It's really beloved. I think you're actually nervous to talk about this because of how many people we know who love Bob's Burgers.
1: Okay, so here here's my thing. It's... how do I explain this? I don't like being nitpicky because that feels like very low-hanging fruit to be like, oh, but this small little detail. Hmm. But I have... that's what, kind of what I'm going to be doing, but not as hey. nitpicky. I'm just... It's more pointing out observations. Um,
0: hey, uh, to be fair, uh, we watched six episodes of this, and I would say is episode six is pretty guilty of a few occasions of taking low-hanging fruit. Yeah. That's the one that uh, I we started watching, it, and I was like, why did we push to one more episode? This is going to be really tough to talk about.
1: You did lie. You said five, and then we got to five. We watched... Too late last night, Yeah. so some of my notes are from tired.
0: Yeah, me too, so. and uh, I also really appreciate that you were just like, how many are we watching? Can we go to bed instead?
1: <laughs> I guess it's worth noting, before we dive into this, mm-hmm. as a young sprightling, yeah. um, I wasn't allowed to watch adult cartoons, no. and lots of kids around my age were really into adult cartoons.
0: Yeah, like Family Guy, Simpsons...
1: Now, not to make myself sound lame, but I would stay up really late to watch Crazy Crafts, and I felt pretty cool (laughs) if I got to watch Crazy Crafts. You
0: know what? One day you might show me Crazy Crafts, and then I'll know how it feels to be you.
1: (laughs) It's worth it. We'll watch it at 12 a.m. It will be really weird. There will be, like, a talking raccoon puppet, and she's going to tell him to use scissors carefully. It's... It's a whole thing.
0: I want to watch Crazy Craps now. Yeah. Okay, uh, so we're going to just... Before we get into the first episode... <laughs> Once again. Very big question. Oh, actually, okay, so I told you the name of the show. Well, we talked about the name of the show. And you just said, the name makes me feel bad. And when asked about why, <laughs> what did you say?
1: I actually don't remember.
0: <laughs> it's...
1: Oh, I don't know. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so, right off the bat... On a name basis, you are already not a fan.
1: It, I feel, like, bothered by the name. I don't... I This is going to come up a lot. I have no reasoning for it. It's mm-hmm. just something that I watch, and I'd rather do anything else. Yeah. Um,
0: how do you feel about how the show looks?
1: All right. Well, uh, I wrote, it's bothersome. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> something I'm not usually a fan of is adult cartoons, because they're just not good-looking.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you um, don't like... The, especially... And I know it's very
1: purposeful, but I I am bothered by...
0: Yeah, it's more of a cartoonish uh, cartoonish style than, like... Like, anime has more of a... Not set, but, like, a distinct style from American cartoons a lot it, of the time.
1: It also has variety. Like, I'm really, really picky when it comes to... Uh, any type of animation.
0: Yeah, there are shows that you won't watch because you're just like, I don't I don't like how this looks. Yes. And Bob's Burgers neatly fits into that category.
1: And I think that's why I had such a hard time getting, like, over that, is just it looking like that. And part of my brain was just like, no, mm. <laughs> not this.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, let's think. I-, I should say, off the bat, this is... I love... Actually, everything I've brought to my girlfriend's not going to like this. I think this is the only the second episode of it. I do love this show. I, I love it quite a bit. I also think it gets better as it goes on. I think the first season is one of the weaker ones.
1: Oh, they get chins?
0: No, they never get <laughs> chins. I did mark every single time you brought up their chins, by the way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to see how many times you pointed out how much their chins bother you. Okay, uh, I suppose we should just get right into it. Uh, this is episode one, Human Flesh. Now, we'll just briefly do the main characters of the show. Bob is the father. He is a kind of a dreamer. He's also the most sedate character. All of the other characters are kind of like Town, And he gets to Zanytown, but he stays more reserved a lot of the time.
1: Zany, but monotone.
0: Yes. Yeah, he's zany, but monotone
1: everyone is very monotone.
0: Uh his wife Linda is an utter lunatic. Uh she is just
1: Also she, monotone.
0: She's she's I'd say she's more like screechy almost, not screechy like mm-hmm. ah <laughs> I'd say yes. she like she does the full range of vocal expression every sentence.
1: Not really. No? She has she has a range, but the whole show from what I picked up is very like this. Tina
0: Oh, Tina is the most monotone. Monotone,
1: but everyone taught they're like, I'm excited to do something. (laughs) I'm gonna go outside. I'm going to blame someone.
0: Well, I would say, okay, so there's two there's two styles of character voice in this show, and I think it is I think it is monotone and it's screaming every line.
1: Even the screaming is kinda monotone to me though. Like the whole show is really fast moving, but Mm -hmm. monotone.
0: Would you say, would it's you? It's
1: chaotic but monotone. Would you
0: say one note as opposed to monotone, or would you use monotone to describe it?
1: I, I, I would use monotone to describe it. It does, it's not just all monotone, but even when they're screeching, it's so caged, I yeah. guess, is how I'll.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, So...
1: Like she's like, oh no, you're in the wall. <laughs> and then, but she says it like she's bored that she's screeching it. <laughs> So I guess every, I guess it's not monotone. I guess everyone just sounds bored even when they're yeah. supposed to have expression.
0: Almost like would this might sound insane. We haven't talked about this before. Would you say it sounds like everyone is almost like ironically distant from what they're doing?
1: It sounds like they showed up to the studio and they had 3 million things on their mind and their dog was also being put down that day.
2: <laughs> oh my god. So
1: they came in hating life and they were told to yell.
0: Beautiful. All right. That's uh <laughs> so I was going to say Linda Linda's voice actor is doing an impression of his mother the entire show and he was doing a YouTube series with that voice beforehand. Uh there's Gene. Uh we we're, we're, we're going to have you guess who my favorite characters are and I think you'll be able to guess uh least yeah. favorite very easily. Um yeah. so Gene I have described as fart and music obsessed and he does he's just an impulse-based person. Uh, They have their daughter, Louise, who's a psychopath. She has the bunny ears. She just wants to cause mayhem and violence. And then Tina, who is just the personification of, like, early teen awkwardness and weird horniness. Uh,
1: In the most bored way.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, the first episode, they have a big holiday weekend coming up. Uh, They're showing samples to people, trying to get people to come in. And the health inspector arrives. Uh, we cut to Bob talking with his wife about their anniversary. Like, she, they're working through their anniversary and he didn't remember it. And then we cut to a bunch of times he's forgotten important dates. And uh, there's a recurring joke about how their anniversary is a number divisible by three and that should make it easy to remember. Um, they fail... Numerous health inspection things, including uh, Tina has a rash that she keeps scratching under her pants. So they describe her as a rashy grill cook. And then the reason they're actually there, though, is there is a rumor that was started by Louise at school that they serve human flesh from the crematorium that's next door to them. Now, uh... You want to? Sorry, I'm just steaming. No, you, no, you go have nothing you it. want to say. Okay. Here,
1: here's the thing the first episode, I actually didn't make any note on the theme of the show and what was happening in the show. Mm-hmm. They're very vague and they're very just like judgy, I guess. <laughs> the Great. Work.
0: Can't wait to hear them. Uh, so, yeah, the, the FDA needs to test the food to see if there is human flesh over the allowable 4%. That they usually allow in food. So Uh,
1: does that just mean like, oh, Jared over there accidentally grinded his finger in the machine. Yeah. They're going to still feed it to people. It's
0: under 4%. (laughs) It's 3.5% human flesh. So then we find out that Linda was engaged to the FDA guy, Hugo. Uh, She says that he was a good kisser, and that leads to Bob getting kind of jealous and trying to prove that he's a good kisser, too. And it is, like, a very sloppy, moist strings of saliva kiss.
1: First, first, like, X for me is how gross a lot of the contact is.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, the human contact is uh, never pleasant. Uh, the FDA has to put up a human flesh sign that starts scaring away customers. Uh, Linda invites the FDA guy to like lunch to try and convince him. And uh, it's a dialogue interchange that I really like where she just starts talking about like, you know, we don't have human flesh. And he just goes, I want to read you a poem. And then he reads her a terrible poem about like food inspection and finding love. Jean's goes to the mortuary to deliver food to the mortician who's in hiding because everyone's accusing him of selling human flesh. And uh, he ends up pushing a series... In fact, I think you said, like, I wonder what that button does. And then we see Gene push the button and it pushes a corpse out into the street.
1: Yeah, I I guessed that it was just gonna, like, burn the body. I don't actually know what the purpose of pushing the body out onto the street <laughs> What is? value
0: does this button have? Um, Linda, who convinced herself that Bob was actually pretending to forget their anniversary so that he could surprise her with something, sees the coffin that comes out, which is a gift-wrapped box. Uh, it rolls into the restaurant. and Or no, it rolls into the street. She sees it and brings it in and opens it up, and now there is an actual dead body in their restaurant in front of the FDA guy. So it looks really bad. Uh, That people start protesting the restaurant and Bob, uh, while they're protesting, sees the FDA guy sitting in the car across the street and he goes over to talk to him. And he's like, lower the window. It's fine. I'm not going to do anything. And he immediately starts choking him. And then he basically points out that you can test this food in the back of your car. Why are you waiting to do it? And he's clearly doing it to spite him. Uh, The FDA guy wants to leave, but (laughs) then they have a... Probably my favorite part of the episode is he's parked really close between two cars and he starts asking Bob for help to, like, direct him out. And Bob actually assists him in leaving. Like, he's eventually he's like, okay, back up a bit. Turn the wheel. Turn the wheel. And then he ends up just getting in the car and getting them out himself. Uh, that was my favorite joke of the episode. And then he goes and gives a speech in front of the protesting people about how we treat human beings worse than we treat corpses and it's a speech that's convincing people for a while and then he starts almost defending cannibalism during it because he gets carried away and he's just so angry and then it just makes people more mad and they start throwing stuff at him then he's worried the window is gonna break and then it doesn't and then his son just starts bend- pounding on it with his fist and then it cracks a bunch uh you at- you point out in this scene you pointed out How irritated you were that Linda's glasses, do you remember what annoyed you about her glasses?
1: Yes. Actually, a couple things. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just one thing. So from looking at the art style and just looking at like little details, the thing I noticed was, well, first I asked you, does she wear a red shirt all the time? And you said yes. And then uh, my next um, thing was her glasses are also red, but they're like a glowy red and it's a different red from her shirt. And it's just interesting because, like, everyone else seems to match in some way. And she's the only one that has, like, slight not match. Also, everything in this show is red, but, like, different shades of red. Mm -hmm. Um, and it hurts my brain (laughs) to have (laughs) a color theme like that.
0: It just (laughs) bothers you just looking at it. Oh, my goodness.
1: The other thing about her glasses is, uh... The glasses have sides when it's convenient. Mm -hmm. They're not always there. Mm -hmm. Like, if she turns to the side, you can look through her glasses, and they're just floating on her face. And then you see her from, like, a different side panel, and then there are sides to her glasses. Mm -hmm. And that's not consistent. That's lazy.
0: Man, I'm really – so you kept telling me how much you liked this show while we were watching it. Yeah,
1: I loved it. (laughs) In every way I didn't.
0: Linda gives him a – oh, he has a conversation through the glass with his family where they keep being like, can you hear me, Dad? And he's like, yeah, we're just through a glass plane. pane. What's up?
1: So, I, I get it. That's a joke. Mm-hmm. They pretend to, like, talk on their handphones and they're saying that they, – I found that incredibly, like, confusing. Because I'm like, that is a weird joke to just be like, yeah, they're – doing this stupid thing
0: <laughs> and didn't... then
1: just continue doing it.
0: You no, know, the characters like themselves the, the... are doing bits.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, like, I get it. It's a joke. I wrote there's no real part... Like, that joke just kind of didn't stick. Like, I was like, if you really think about that joke, it doesn't make sense. Like, at all. <laughs> just and it just keeps going. <laughs> That's the other thing about this show that I, uh... Repetition in mm-hmm. humor is some of my least favorite type of humor.
0: Yeah, yeah, you don't it's like when the jokes that joke go really long.
1: Yeah, and I get it. Some people love that and they laugh when it just keeps going. I heard it the first time. We can move on is how I <laughs> feel about that. Um, I wrote the humor tends to go far out. It, it really reaches. And I'm a fan of dark humor and bad humor. And it's not the humor itself. It's the everything itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also said, so this, just observing from the first episode, it takes many shots mm-hmm. that at least one of them have to be funny. You mm-hmm. know, like there's, there's a joke in there for everyone, unless you get triggered easy. Probably there's
0: enough, not. enough joke density that you kind of.
1: That like one has yeah. to hit.
0: Yeah, yeah, something will land in any given episode. I mean, I think the th- the show that does that the most is Family Guy, where their entire thing is they just have their joke per minute but so one... high that, like, eventually you're there's, there. they will land on something that you think is funny.
1: But this one, so something that I found different, Family Guy kind of has, like, a, we know what we're doing. Hmm? This one is more like... We're going to start out small and then just like broad spectrum everything, but move really fast. Mm. So they're just like going scene by scene by scene. And they just keep like throwing out jokes. Like they're like this one and this one. And we're also going to be doing this over here. Oh, and while this is happening, we're doing this. And it just does that so much that it's hard not to look at an episode and be like, okay, that one was that one was decent.
0: Mm-hmm. Ha. No, I don't think that actually trapped you in anything. Do you uh,
1: want to know what I say I liked in the first episode, aside from all I just said?
0: Very quickly, I want to quote you, and, and you you said, is this where you get your humor from? Which I know was intended to be an insult, but I took as a compliment. Uh, the, what the, what else did you say about the, the first episode? The
1: part I asked that on was very specific. Yeah. And it's when he starts banging on the window going, dad, 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 and then the window And breaks. then the window
0: cracks, yeah.
1: That is your humor. Yeah, that is. And I was like, that that's w- a
0: gr- that's a good joke for me. I was
1: like, that that one's a little funny. Yeah. That one, but then it kept going, and I was like, now I I very much don't like this joke. <laughs> it would have been funny if they would have stopped there.
0: Uh, what else did he put?
1: Well, we'll get to the okay. end of ah uh, yeah. We have episode. like two
0: more notes for this one. So uh, it turns out they passed the inspection. Um, they because they just do it in their car, and on top of that. Uh A bus full of adventurous eaters show up and they all want to buy burgers at like $50 a pop because they think there's human flesh in it. So Bob is trying to not have the FDA guy announce that their food is free of human flesh in front of these people. And that's kind of like, la- oh, and then they go to a Ferris wheel and I remembered Ferris wheel this time.
2: Hmm. might be the
0: Ferris wheel from Devil's Line. No, Dance with Devils. Uh, And then they kiss on, uh, him and Linda kiss on the Ferris wheel, and he's better at it because he looked up tips online. And the kids are above them, and they're like, this is awful. And that's the first episode. All right, what else did you have?
1: So aside from all I said Mm -hmm. um, about you gotta like something, that window scene I did like until I didn't like it because it kept going. Mm Mm-hmm. I tried to note something I liked in each one. Aww. This one I said, it tried something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I suspect that the things you like in each episode are going to be in the vein of... Wow, they really put it out there. (laughs) Good game, champ. Yeah. (laughs) All right, brings us to episode two, Crawl Space. So... Uh, Linda's parents are going to visit. Bob hates his in-laws because his, uh, his mother-in-law is incredibly annoying. It's like his ma- it's like his wife, but louder. Um, so he goes into the ceiling to fix a leak before they show up. He realizes there's a crawl space in the wall and he actually goes down into that and starts talking to his kids through the wall. Uh, there's a sequence where Gene asks him, do you see a lion, a witch, or a wardrobe? Which-
1: Okay. Yeah. I did make note of this because the joke I loved yeah. is when they get the author's name wrong.
0: Oh, Salman Rushdie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Gene keeps, I, I actually wrote that down too. Uh, yeah. So, he, Gene keeps saying it's written by Salman Rushdie, and Bob is like, no, it's not. All right. Uh, so, then Bob lies that he's stuck in the crawl space to escape his in laws. And then he runs his business from the call crawl space. They introduce the character Teddy, who's kind of a sad handyman, to come and get him out. Uh, Bob just says, just go away because I don't want to I don't want to leave. And Teddy still uh, charges him for it. And then they have a weird back and forth fight against uh, about the invoice. And I'm pretty sure most dialogue with Teddy is improvised. I could be wrong about that, though. Oh, there was a nail in the crawl space that really bothers you.
1: Yes. It just, like, it's art. So everything you add is on purpose, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's showing him in the crawl space and then just a really squiggly nail sticking out like it's about to fall out. And it's like, if this was being shot by camera, it's like right in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. Why? You just hurt an OCD people for no reason.
0: (laughs) You just want to bother your brain. Linda's parents, while staying in their house, have sex that interfere with Tina's sexy zombie dreams because her grandparents' voices start going into them. Uh, Louise holds a fake séance with friends at school. Uh, I using did her just dad. write gross. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it
1: was. a lot of this—that's something I just noted a lot.
0: Yeah, gross. Uh, Gene records the sex sounds from his grandparents and plays it on his guitar at school. The in-laws decide to stay longer because Bob's in trouble and they want to help out. You said at this point that uh, whoever drew this either couldn't draw chins or thought snail faces were funny.
1: Yeah, actually, speaking of snails, Hmm? there's um, a baby photo on one of the walls Mm -hmm. where the child literally looks like a snail i'm not even like if you go back and you watch this look for baby pictures and there's one where it's just this sleek little wormy baby looking thing <laughs> i <didn't
0: laughs> never noticed that That's <laughs> and, I saw
1: it and i thought that was funny not the show but that picture
0: uh all of the kids oh uh, tina sees boys in the locker room and because she's crawling in a crawl space to emulate her father And basically what happens is all of the kids get sent to the school counselor. Louise lies to the school counselor and says that her father is dead. And he ends up coming to the school. Or not, coming to their house. Uh, Because she likes amping up stupid people, as her mother puts it, I think. Linda's mom goes into the wall to get Bob out. They've broken a hole in the wall, but he won't leave. Oh, he has a Shining-like scene. Did I not put that? Uh, At one point, he has a scene... From The Shining, Louise's toy is like a bartender telling him to murder people. And uh so yeah, he goes uh he goes crazy because people find out he's staying in there on purpose and he gets actually locked in. But yeah, they break him out, uh Linda's mom grabs him, and then the counselor is gonna call social services on the kids, but then the mother or the mother-in-law basically threatens him until he doesn't, and then they leave. And that's episode two, crawl space.
1: Now I have like four notes on this episode, mm-hmm. and two of them have nothing to do with the episode, really. Oh, great. Uh, one of, so, in the beginning, they're like having breakfast, or like half, I don't know when they were having breakfast. Mm-hmm. And the way they pour the cereal <laughs> and not acknowledge how it goes absolutely everywhere, but like slowly, I don't. <laughs> bothered me so much like i couldn't get over the cereal but then it led me to the one thing i liked oh. about this episode yeah the cereal is called chippy chomps <laughs>
0: <laughs> chippy chomps i love that i, I thought it was that. really
1: cute
2: um it's
0: a great name for cereal one of the greatest things you can do as a cartoonist <laughs> is name a soda drink or a product all right episode three sacred cow and what did you keep reading it as
1: Scared cow.
0: Scared cow. (laughs) And in my notes, for whatever reason, I wrote sacred lion. (laughs) Don't know where the lion came from. Uh, So Bob is excited about having 100K burgers. He's about to have his 100,000th burger that he makes. And uh, a documentary crew shows up. He assumes that it's to depict this moment. And then he finds out that they are, like, activists, I guess. Like, animal rights activists. And what they do is they plant a cow in front of his restaurant in a blonde wig named Moolissa. Uh, they very quickly realize the cow is actually male. It's a steer. Uh, but the activists don't seem to know that. And, uh, basically they set a timer up and they say Bob is the is one... Is that
1: a shot at activists? They're calling them dumb?
0: I mean, kind of. I I I wouldn't say this the the way this activist is portrayed is particularly positive. No, no, it's not positive at all. Uh... I guess, yeah, in in contrast, it's also just Bob, a guy whose entire job is... Okay, a, a, an episode format that happens, I think, pretty frequently throughout the show, especially in, like, the first few seasons, is that Bob is portrayed... And he, he's kind of zany, but in the family, he is the straight man. He's kind of the person who reacts the most like a person does to things. Uh Whenever someone's saying something totally bonkers, he's usually like, that's dumb, don't say that.
1: I have to say, actually, something that I I got to, like, give it to them mm-hmm. is the show, going back to episode one through two, through the rest of them, the show acts like you know exactly what's happening right from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, an example is when one of the children, like, writes on the chalkboard and he's like, don't you do it, but we haven't seen them do it yet. We yeah. just – it's like you walked into a house and someone's like, you've been here a million times. And you're like, I yeah. haven't. And they're like, yeah, you have. And <laughs> So
0: it does actually, to you, it captures the way, like, you're like, oh, this is a family that's lived together for the amount of time they've been alive.
1: Yeah, yeah. and at first it gives the impression that they're just opening, mm-hmm. but then they call it the re-re-re-re-opening. Yeah. And they've clearly been doing this a
0: long time. Yeah, it's been like, yeah, I they, they think... <laughs> It's since they've been married, at least like he's been running this failing restaurant for a very long time. Um, Oh, where was that? But yeah, so Bob is the episode format that we're following here and we follow through, I think the next two episodes at least. And we had in the last one is Bob encounters a new idea that he doesn't like. And usually in the end, he finds some form of compromise with it. In a way that allows the show to continue going for. The I rest do, of the show. I
1: do like the activists and their pushiness, just because it's like, when in the world has pushiness ever worked without making you look like an idiot?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they introduce themselves by like putting a ketchup packet in his hand, and he's like, "You have blood on your hands," and then Louise immediately goes with that because she's a psychopath and just wants chaos, the maximum chaos choice. Uh, so yeah. They put the cow in front of it. He Bob has to decide whether the cow will live or die in five days. Uh, they interview the kids.
1: Which, can we also just acknowledge that for an activist to be like, if you choose this, we, the <laughs> activists, will bring it to the slaughterhouse. We will
0: let this cow get slaughtered. Yeah, why would they do that? <laughs> seems... Is
1: blood not on their hands then? <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, no, no, it's him deciding this. Well, who gave him the power to decide that? We did. Uh, okay. They interview the kids. I uh, I assume there were bits there. I can't remember those ones. Um, and Tina, in uh, you you are quite surprised I like the show because I don't like a ton of like bodily humor type stuff. I don't like almost ever fart jokes. Mm-hmm. They're
1: Scooby-Doo got you, though.
0: Scooby-Doo did kind of get me, in a very frustrating way. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't like fart I don't really like poop jokes. I I don't tend to write or do them. All power to people who do. They're just not my thing. Uh,
1: I feel like they're... Oh, Mm -hmm? that was a yawn. Um, I feel like they are just, are you five? (laughs) You know?
0: Okay, my thing, if you can make a a fart joke that is more than the fact that farts as a word sound funny and that farts are a noise that people make that can be potentially embarrassing, then great. Yeah, that's, that's good. I just don't think most fart jokes do more than that. Also, I have a weird relationship with farting in general because I don't do it around people. And if I were to ever do that, I would die of shame. I must be alone, as alone as I can be.
1: <laughs> <laughs> In a house that's not insulated. Anyway. <laughs> oh,
0: the horrors of being alive. Uh, <laughs> having a body is a nightmare. Okay, uh, so... Uh, yeah, the Tina thinks that the cow talks to her through its shit, through emoticons... Like, she sees a smiley face in the poo. Louise decides to take a, um, what's the thing
1: called? Like an icing? A frosting bag.
0: Yeah, Yeah, she takes a frosting bag and uh, uses it to shape poo so that the cow is talking to her. That's their bit pretty much the entire episode. Uh, More people start coming to the restaurant because they think the cow is uh, cute. Uh, It's cute. It's (laughs) cute. They think the cow is cute. Bob goes to bed one night, and he sees the uh, documentarian, and they're having a conversation. And I just liked the interchange of like, "Well, Bob, what are you going to go do now?" He's like, "I'm going to go. I'm going to go to bed." And then he says, well, "What are you going to go do?" And he says, "Well, I'm going to bed too because I'm a person." And that's just—I find that weird.
1: I think that joke could be taken as funny because he's accusing him of not being a person.
0: Yeah yeah I just love the aggressiveness of because I'm a person <laughs> uh so then Bob has a dream where he's on trial for murdering the cow where Louise is defending him poorly um
1: this this scene mm-hmm. reminds me of accidentally petting your face in my sleep,
0: oh yeah, yeah, the time uh <laughs> oh yes, of course uh once uh, once I thought that uh. <laughs> Once I thought that came, it was petting my hair and then said, good boy. (laughs) We uh, had a dog at the time. We had a dog at the time who would sleep in the bed. uh, And I I brought it up and and she said, yeah, you were probably dreaming. And then the next morning I (laughs) felt her face like flop or felt her hand flopping onto my face and like feeling around and then feeling my nose and then like flinging itself away from me because she realized what she had been doing. (laughs) Uh,
1: for a little more context I used to wake up in the middle of the night and sit up and pet our dog mm -hmm. and tell him he was a good boy and then I would go back to bed Mm -hmm. and then I started doing it while sleeping just not
0: I'm a good boy too let's be honest
1: (laughs) (laughs) you make me watch things you like
0: (laughs) (laughs) what a monster Uh, now uh, where were we? so he has the dream, and the reason we bring this up is he realizes he's shaking a cow's head and saying "I'm sorry," I think, mm-hmm. and then he wakes up and he's holding his wife's face, and she's still asleep, and he's just like, oh, you're a heavy sleeper," and then and then she's like, "Huh," ah, ah, and he's like, go back to sleep, and she just conks out immediately, which is how I sleep.
1: Yes, if sometimes Rhymo just does weird talky things in his sleep. Mm, I do. Or snores. So I, I hit him. Well, not hit him. I, like, he, like, shove him. Yeah. And then he wakes up just enough to go, oh, sorry, and then goes to <laughs> sleep again. <Yeah.
0: laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Bob looks outside, and it's in the rain, and he actually he takes it inside uh, into the house. And Linda wakes up, and he's like, don't worry, you won't even notice the cow, and it immediately just starts pissing an enormous amount onto their carpet.
1: That was a very aggressive word. He could have said peeing.
0: Urinating. I don't like urinating. It's well, not a fun word to say. Uh, he starts peeing on the carpet, and then Gene is also like, yeah, we can finally pee on the carpet. Um, uh, they find Which out... Which,
1: I want to know how long he had been like, man, I want to pee on a carpet one day.
0: <laughs> Since he was six, probably. Uh, so they find out that cows can't go downstairs, uh, so they can't get the cow out of their apartment. But they're trying to hide the fact that they brought the cow up because Bob would be embarrassed that he empathized with a cow. Which uh, sure.
1: I don't know why. Cows are cute.
0: Yeah, they yeah, are. Cows are adorable. Have you
1: ever seen a blow dried cow?
0: They're <laughs> they very, very fluffy. Cute. Uh, there, Teddy, uh, the handyman guy shows up again and he's being interviewed by the documentary crew. And I just noted this scene because I find it very funny that he's just trying to sign a release form and the dialogue is basically, so I can just sign anywhere? He's like, no, no, sign on the line. Okay, so, um, so just anywhere then, huh? He's like, no, the line, sign on the line. Okay, so I can just sign anywhere and it's just that back and forth, like, in a really vampy way for a while.
1: At one point, he says, yeah, yeah, right there. And then he goes to write on a different line. And he's like, no, no <laughs> yeah. on the line.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he thinks he's signing an autograph. I I think that bit. Honestly, almost any time Teddy is in any of these episodes, I, I like the scene. Because he's just such an idiot. And I love idiots who are written well.
1: And this is around the time. I noticed it was very interesting they only have four fingers on their hand <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so it turns out that Linda can get cows downstairs by putting socks on their hooves and then putting them on a mattress and just shoving them really hard
1: Why the socks?
0: I <laughs> don't know. <laughs> like when how... I I kind of wonder if they googled ways to get a cow to go downstairs and maybe socks is a thing.
1: No, but what
0: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really fully make sense. But anyway, she gets the cow down the stairs, uh, and it's immediately kidnapped. Uh, and then they blame Bob for that for some reason. Uh, it turns out that there were some people who run a petting zoo who came by, and they caught them on camera with the documentary crew.
1: <laughs> Being
0: evil. They literally have a conversation with each other while they're being filmed where they're like, oh, so we can just back up the truck here and take this cow and then we'll have a cow. Uh, They go, they realize they've stolen the cow, and they go to steal it back at nighttime using infrared vision because they think it's cooler because the men are children in this show.
1: When we see the petting zoo, it's sad. Yeah. And I don't really understand why one of the animals are like... Taped to a shopping cart. Yeah, like, I d- I don't know what that is.
0: <laughs> that's pretty grim.
1: Yeah, but I don't know what it's like supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Cause like there's the cow jumped over the moon. Yeah, and then there's like other things that have like kind of a meaning. What is what is that? What is that one?
0: I can't remember the what the context like, for that bit was. Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know. I didn't quite understand that one. I was like, that's just. If I knew, maybe I'd find it funny. Mm -hmm. But I I don't know what the purpose of it was. If the purpose is it's supposed to be funny, that's not enough to be funny. (laughs) I I need need you to have a reason.
0: Now, uh, they get attacked by one of the people who kidnapped the cow. But thankfully, the children are there to bite her legs into submission. They just bite her legs until she gives up. And they bring the cow back home. The timer runs up. Bob is rife with indecision about what to do about the cow. He starts fighting the documentarian about it, and then oh no, the cow goes onto the road and a car is coming towards it. Oh no and then the car stops before it hits the cow like right in front of the cow and Bob is like, "Oh my God, I don't know what I would have what would have happened to me if I that cow got hit by a car
1: and then it just dies
0: It just falls over dead and uh the animal control guy who was driving the car gets out and he's like, oh must have had a cow heart attack. Yep, yeah, it's dead. And uh, Bob faints. Also,
1: mm. it's just a heart attack.
0: Yeah, it's, um, just it's a... <laughs> Cows have hearts, and
1: they... it's just a heart attack. <laughs> you don't need to... A cow heart attack is.
0: It's like watching a show where someone is like, "I need to wear these space boots," and it's like, "Well, they're boots." They're <laughs>
1: no, no. You see, they're made out of space. Mm. I guess that's not wrong, actually. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, so to find a space. Bob faints, and then he ends up in the clouds.
1: You love this bit, hey?
0: I love this bit. It's so upsetting, and I know you, I'm certain you don't. So I
1: called it the cow talk.
0: The cow talk, yeah. And then he I goes, just
1: said, no.
0: He talks to the cow's uh, spirit departing this earth, and the cow is like, I want you to cook me, Bob. I exist to be cooked. I'm not like a wild stallion. I need to be eaten. And Bob's like, Debatable. are you sure?
1: Stallions yeah. get eaten too.
0: Yeah. Uh, so so Bob, uh, Bob points out that this is his own subconscious convincing him to not feel bad about what he does, and then it's like, yeah, I am. And he's like, but don't stop. It's working. Uh, and I that, that's the bit I like the most. And then the cow starts hitting on him
1: and says, "Kiss me." Kiss
0: me. And you know what he does? He starts kissing the he, cow.
1: He, he says, "No, no, no, that's that's <laughs> he, wrong."
0: The, the, the back and forth is kind of freshery of like you know you want to, you know you want to. Well, kiss Well, because it's
1: it's himself convincing himself that it's okay <laughs> to kiss this cow.
0: Yeah. Uh, and Which
1: what ideas did he have when he walked the cow into his house?
0: No, <laughs> let's not think about. Oh God, Kelsey, this is a semi-wholesome show.
1: Devil's <laughs> <was> line. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. The cow has red eyes, and it saw blood on the corner of his mouth. Uh,
1: oh. So, yeah, he makes out
0: with the cow. We cut to him unconscious, and he's doing, like, full-on tongue action with the cow. Like, he's... Uh, yeah. No, and,
1: you did... Uh.
0: <laughs> and uh, he makes his 100,000th burger with Melissa. And that's that's the... And it's the rest in peas burger, because it comes with snap peas.
1: And as the song starts going, I turn to look at Rhymo. Mode. And he's dancing. How
0: dare you? How dare you <laughs> he danced to the
1: ending song.
0: Yeah, I did.
1: I only took three notes for this, and it was fingers, cow talk, and Rhyme Mode dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I almost, almost did that wrong.
0: Yes, uh, we're now on to episode four, which is sexy dance fighting.
1: Which I spelt dance fitting by accident (laughs) sexy
0: dance fitting (laughs)
1: which means something else i guess so and uh, i don't like the show mm. but i out of all the episodes this one was my favorite of
0: this okay cool this is your favorite episode
1: Favorite, very lightly. If I had to pick a favorite out yeah. of...
0: It's like it's like six meals you didn't like, but there's one that you dislike less than the others.
1: Yeah, it's like if they all were raisins, but one had a little bit of oats with it.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, so this one, Tina is uh, depressed because she's a teenager, and she's just lying on the floor groaning. Her mother is laughing on the phone, but is like, my friend Ginger's very upset. And then she's laughing uh, as she gets off the phone. She's like, Ginger's cat died. But in a really funny way. Jean and Louise blindfold Tina and make her walk down the street and she just bumps into a bunch of stuff.
1: That I thought was a little funny because they also acknowledge. I like when they acknowledge things. Mm -hmm. When they're like doing something that isn't. Correct. Yeah. And they acknowledge it and everyone kinda gaslights them. Yeah. <laughs> uh so she asks, Aren't isn't someone supposed to lead the blindfolded person? And both siblings say no.
0: I think Louise says it ruins the surprise if you do that.
1: Yeah. Uh one quick thing.
0: Mm?
1: I understand that drawing cartoons is hard, but for glasses, mm. the handlebars are so inconsistent. <laughs> when she's wearing a blindfold, it's just like flat on her face, and then the like arms of the glasses are just sticking flat. <laughs> yeah. And she's bumping into things. How have they not fallen off? <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a fair point. Uh so they bring her to a studio that they think is funny because people do it I uh, do it barefoot and people are dancing. It turns out it's a capoeira studio. Uh, Which you
1: said was actually cool. You Googled it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll talk about it a little bit uh, once we get to the end of the episode. But the history of Capoeira is actually kind of fascinating. (laughs) Um, uh, Tina is entranced because the instructor dances without a shirt. And he is at least... You can't really find any character in this show attractive because none of them look like human beings.
1: None of... They all have snail faces.
0: But he is coded as attractive to Tina. Uh, so she signs up to take lessons, and she becomes, like, obsessed with him talking about how cool he is, telling her dad all the things that he can do that her dad can't. She's like, he doesn't need to sleep. And he can hypnotize animals, but only if they want to be hypnotized, which they usually do.
1: I think she's watching, like, a thing on the TV at some point. Of, mm, yeah, like, a
0: video, uh informational video about him.
1: And they call it peaceful fighting.
0: Yeah, and aerobics. the video is... So
1: do with that what you will.
0: (laughs) Uh, So uh, she stays late at class and Mm. Bob needs her...
1: When she's watching it on the TV, Mm -hmm. there's there's a scene that I took to note because I almost Mm giggled. And it was when she goes to quote-unquote fight her dad... And, like, flips backwards. <laughs> yeah, I
0: forgot about and that. And just falls. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like, here, I'll show you. I'll teach you some boxing. Here, show me your moves. And then she falls backwards. And don't all of them go like, good job, Tina.
1: No, they go, oh, oh. <laughs> and they try to help her up.
0: Ah, uh, Yeah, that, that that's a funny bit. Uh, I'm glad it almost made you giggle. Also, mm-hmm. one
1: other thing. Mm-hmm. This, I, I am such a dental freak. When it comes to teeth. Uh, yeah. And uh there's a line in this show that's Tooth- toothpaste insults teeth.
0: Yeah, yeah. Gyro says toothpaste insults teeth. So does He doesn't brush does, his teeth? Oh. Yeah. Gyro doesn't brush his teeth. And she's thirteen and horny. Twelve and horny at this point, because her thirteenth birthday is coming up. Uh so she doesn't care, I guess. Uh, also, his name is Gyro, and they literally, like, pointed out that his name is, like, Gyro, like, Gyrate at one point. Oh, yeah. Uh, his dancing, the dancing is very funny to look at, the way they do it in the show. Uh, okay, uh, so Tina stays late uh, for a class. She's supposed to come back and do some grill cook work. There's a big thing in this episode about grill cook time being daddy-daughter time. And, like, Bob is clearly jealous that she has another big male figure in her life. And he fantasizes about her living her entire life at the grill with him where she's like getting married and graduating and having babies and stuff. Uh, And he he goes to confront Gyro even though it's 4.30 and 4.30 is the time he has to go to the bathroom every day. Uh, And I was like, I'm not going to write that down because I don't want to talk about more toilet humor. And then it it became non-negotiable. I had to bring it up. Uh, So he goes to confront Gyro. He calls uh, Capoeira Jazzercise, and that really pisses him off, and Gyro, be- like, trips him, and he falls down, and he... How do I say this? Because I don't like the word poo. You just said it. He poos himself. God, I feel like I'm eight. Uh, <laughs> he poos himself on the floor, and then tries to get Tina to distract people by yelling, I have- I'm having a heart attack, and then he-, he loses the courage and has her stop, and then he crab walks away. He
1: uh, <laughs> crap. Walks away. walks away. Crap walks away.
0: Okay, so Bob, that night, makes her quit. Uh, Cap. He tells her she can't do it anymore. Uh, and before that, though, <laughs> his, his, Linda is, like, on the phone with someone. She's like, he's very upset. And then she hangs up. And, she
1: doesn't hang up.
0: Oh, no, she has the phone out. And then she tells the kids, your father is very upset about what happened today. Don't, no one mention it to him. And then he walks in the room looking sad and she goes, so you pooed yourself.
1: (laughs) Whatever. And then he says, is that so-and-so on the phone? No. No. And then she brings the phone up and says, I'll talk to you later. (laughs) And hangs up the phone. Is that
0: Ginger? Uh, I don't know if Ginger ever actually shows up in the show. I think Ginger is just her phone friend. Mm, Uh,
1: We all have those.
0: I don't. I don't talk on the... I hate talking on the phone.
1: I just joke. I, I I, was...
0: <laughs> oh, uh, okay. at one point you said, uh if they don't have a chin, how does their tongue not constantly choke them?
1: I think that's a fair point.
0: Yeah? Yeah, because it's just a tongue with a flat? Yeah. Uh, okay, everyone imitates Tina's groan, just the whole family, because Bob is like, you gotta learn how to groan, Tina, and then all of them just start doing the... So, I'm asking you, what's your groan sound like? You're sad, groan, because mine is like.
1: If you didn't hear it during the show,
0: I'll never. You'll hear it.
1: never hear
0: it. Mine, mine is kind of like, oh god, it's my dad's groan too. I inherited my father's groan. Uh, okay, GYRO comes into the store basically to get Tina back, and he's angry that there isn't fresh squeezed juice. Louise wants to murder wants her father to murder GYRO out of revenge, and keeps suggesting ways to do it. Uh, and Gyro realizes that, uh, Bob is embarrassed and says, I can teach you some sphincter tightening exercises, uh, which is very upsetting. Uh, Tina leaves and decides to do more capoeira and he says, you are no longer my grill cook if you walk out that door. And she walks out the door. Uh, Louise is like, Oh, I'll, I'll, don't worry, dad. I'll get her back. Get out of here. <laughs> don't you see? No one wants you. It's like, I couldn't convince her. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, the whole family goes to her, like, uh, leveling up ceremony with Capoeira, except for Bob. And Bob is in the restaurant and starts fighting with Teddy because Teddy keeps saying, Oh, your daughter's becoming a woman.
1: So, the character that's a psychopath. Louise. Louise. She makes a throwing star. Out of his credit card.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. And I
1: noted that that must be a very wide
0: credit card, yeah. first of all.
1: Um, because, well, it's a really big star.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And this comes up later, again.
0: Um, Very quickly, when Teddy is fighting with Bob, he's like, get out of here. And he's like, I want to pay for my burger. And then they're fighting while he's writing a receipt and giving it to him. And then giving him the money for the burger as well. Uh, and then Bob decides to go support his daughter, and then when he goes, Tina fails the test and she doesn't graduate. Bob gets into another fight with Gyro, even though it's 4.30 again. So he's risking pooping himself publicly again. And Gyro just keeps whipping him with his long hair and tripping him. Tina realizes Gyro is a jerk. And, um, yeah, Bob just gets beaten up. And then the next day, Tina's like, thanks for getting beaten up, Dad. What's up?
1: While they're fighting. Oh, yeah. Uh, Louise throws the star. Yeah. and says use this, and it just hits him in the face. <laughs> and he
0: just goes, "Ow!"
1: And I thought that was just a tiny bit funny. Yeah,
0: that's a. Uh, we're we're gonna go over favorite characters, but I have a in the family. I have a clear favorite character. I
1: also said. Everyone in the area cheered Dad when he was fighting, and I said that was very cute.
0: That is cute. Yeah, she gets everybody in the studio to chant for him.
1: But they say Dad. They don't...
0: Dad, Dad, Dad. Yeah, you're right. They do. Uh, Tina is then like, I'm I'm over capoeira. I'm actually interested in Russian kettleball lifting now. And he's like, just don't. Share that with your mom. I don't care. And then she gets a day off, but she decides to stay and grill with Bob instead. So that was your favorite episode? Yes, I do
1: have some very small points that have nothing to do with the storyline itself. Mm -hmm. First, um, when Tina is away, one of the other kids is the grill cook. And the (laughs) burgers keep lighting on fire and they keep using the fire extinguisher. Mm -hmm. Yet... I don't know if any of you have ever used a fire extinguisher, but when you use one, there is a lot of residue. Yeah. When they use theirs, it just evaporates.
0: Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a fire go away button that.
1: Yeah. It, it's like white, white fluff that then just leaves. Yeah. Um, and then another point, this is something that I like, I had been looking at for four episodes and then I decided I'm going to make note of it. I hope their one plant in their kitchen gets acknowledgement in, like...
0: In an episode? Yeah,
1: like they either water it or someone walks in and they go, nice plant. And they go, it's fake or something.
0: You want them to address the plant.
1: It's just a detail where I'm like, yeah, you're trying to make it homey. You only put one plant. (laughs) They were like, "What, what does a home look like? Another note I noted was there's a picture in the burger place where there's a flying burger.
0: I noticed that, too, this episode.
1: But it's like they got lazy when they drew the other two because they're just, like, these weird blue blobs Mm -hmm. that look like uncomfortable bats. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, yeah, I noted that because I thought it was really funny.
0: You know, you really are enjoying a show when you're looking at the background details like, oh, that's weird.
1: I was doing that because I was looking for things I like. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, So, I guess you you did point out the thing that almost made you laugh was the... Yeah. And you thought it... Yeah, you pointed out a few nice things about this one. Uh, So, I actually did look up some stuff about the history of Capoeira, because I know nothing about it. And this show doesn't really delve into what it actually is. So, it was developed as a survival technique for slaves in brazil in the 16th century for if they like wanted to escape or survive in the wilderness they would like learn these kind of techniques that also uh, carried with them kind of like music and traditional like values and eventually when they moved into cities uh slaves in brazil would sometimes essentially be go out and get jobs and then give a cut of the money they make to their owners like that was what they had to do and uh when they were living in cities, that's when a ton of these people actually learned the art of capoeira. And uh, when it became almost more of a, like, defense kind of uh, fighting thing. Until eventually, there were entire communities known as, uh, oh, God, uh, Quilombos, I believe, is the thing. Quilombos, which were communities formed by like escaped slaves or people escaping Christian oppression. They would form into these communities and the government that was trying to put these communities down was like, yeah, the invading Dutch are easier to beat than these people. And they were describing their moves as like kind of dance, like, so they were probably using variations of capoeira to do it. Uh, Once uh, slavery was abolished in Brazil, uh, people would hire, like, capoeira bodyguards and stuff in Brazil. And uh, and there would be, like, raiding parties in Rio de Janeiro where people were coming in using capoeira and, like, raiding places. And it became outlawed. It became criminal to practice it uh, around the turn of the 20th century. Uh, and, and, like, for decades, was kind of learned underground, and anyone learning it would get arrested and usually, like, tortured. And then... It eventually sort of became more of a martial art and became an academic pursuit. And that's kind of what people learn now. It, it has the roots in like the 1930s and 1940s when they sort of developed it to be less uh, based on tradition and more like uh, an actual or more like a martial art with like rules and stuff. And that's what was more legal for a while. And now it's one of the biggest, like, cultural exports from Brazil. So I just thought that was really interesting. And they don't really... I mean, it's a 20-minute adult animation thing. They don't really delve down on what this thing is. I think that's such a cool history.
1: Yeah, they're not... The show's not really here to speak knowledge.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's here to be like, Well, that's weird.
1: Here's a funny, funny man.
0: Yeah, I kind of like... We, after reading up on it, I kind of want to learn capoeira. It sounds it sounds really cool. Uh, anyways, uh, episode five after that random diversion, uh, hamburger dinner theater. So this one starts off with Linda lying to Bob. I also
1: want to point out hmm? this is the episode that was supposed to like be the last episode I watched, mm-hmm.
0: and then you watched one more. Why? Because you love me. Hopefully still.
1: Did you make note of any facial expressions because... Oh, is this
0: where I pointed out that you were slowly sinking into yourself with every episode we watched? Yeah. And you were getting sadder and more... But you were literally, like, slumping and becoming more of, like, a ball. And, like, I think you were just (laughs) cringing so much that it was closing you to the world.
1: And it's not the humor itself. And it's not, again... I watch a lot of dark humor stuff. I am in no way.
0: Yeah, you like some cringe tr- humor stuff. You like yeah, the office. Yeah, I'm. One.
1: I'm not sensitive to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I kind of just whatever. I think it's because it's weird little color blobs telling me the jokes that make them bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the entire wheat medium of. <laughs> Western-style animation is just a turn. Like, no, God. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Okay, so this episode, Linda is lying about going to a bachelorette party, saying she's going to a strip club called Pickles, which I thought was funny, uh, and that she's going to bring a bunch of quarters for the the strippers working there. And he's like, what are you going to do with quarters at a strip club? And, uh... Turns out she's lying and she's going to dinner theater, which Bob hates because he thinks it makes theater look, it's bad theater, it's bad food.
1: I don't think I'd be, like, I'm all for going to the theater, depending on what it is, actually. I take that back slightly. Um, but if I'm eating and someone is just singing at me, I don't know if I would appreciate that.
0: You'd be like, God, do I have to make eye contact with them? Well, oh, (laughs) Yeah, it would be odd.
1: I don't think I'd eat.
0: <laughs> Out of politeness, you...
1: No. <laughs> I think I'd just be a little disturbed to eat. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, So the play she goes to is called The Pirates of Panache. Which is a play on Pirates of Penzance by Gilbert and Sullivan. <laughs> M- sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh Oh, yeah, yeah. She's a... Uh, Kind of dis. She's like, in another life, I would have been a dinner theater person. And Bob is like, you have an awesome life. What, we met someone from Canada last week. And then uh, Louise keeps talking about how much she hates Canada.
1: Which I've met someone uh, when I was traveling. That was like, you're from Canada? That's the worst country. And I was like, oh, cool. Respect that. Uh, Why? Because I watched South Park. And I was like... That's not a reason, but cool.
0: American media has made Canada kind of an international joke to most of the world.
1: Yeah, but it's like I've never met someone hate on it so much and then yeah. have zero actual evidence to why. Like, well,
0: the funny fair. thing you, is... You
1: can hate whatever you want to
0: hate. The, the joke uh, in South Park is that like... The stereotype of Canadians is that they have disconnected portions of their top half and bottom half of their oh, I'm, head. I'm,
2: I'm, like yeah.
0: it i they they kind of intentionally are like not even accurately doing stereotypes of Canada. It's Usually Yeah.
1: American media isn't.
0: I'm ai I just thought like-
1: it was weird because yeah. it was like so much hate and I was yeah, like basically... oh cool no that's fine why though just out of curiosity because I watched South Park
0: yeah South Park oh
1: that there's a period there's a period at the end of that that's, Listen, <laughs> that's it
0: I watch South Park with no critical filter whatsoever and just believe what it says is what that tells like,
1: me yeah fair um
0: which to me that seems like the type of person that South Park would make fun of uh anyways
1: if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I outed you. As without a, a name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. I know a guy who shares that view. Uh, okay, so she goes to di- the dinner theater. Yeah, she comes home, and she wants to do her own dinner theater show, as I will one day pitch to you. What? Yeah. Uh, so, sure, hers is called Dreamatorium, but mine's going to be called Crematorium. No, so it's a Dreamatorium. It's set- that was
1: awful. Yeah. Uh, you just gonna breeze past that? Yeah,
0: going right past. No, silky smooth, we, going away. No, is yeah. that
1: is that the title? Is that the logo?
0: Crematorium.
1: No, silky, silky smooth, smooth,
0: going away. Yeah. Hi, I'm Rybert Mode, and I like silky smooth going away. Uh, okay. Uh, so her pitch is going to be a mass murder mystery set in a crematorium that's also a oh, romance.
1: Before we go into this, actually, I did note. When she went to theater, yeah. her shirt changed.
0: Oh, did it?
1: It was like a pinky purple. Oh. And I was like, hey, they're trying something new. And she then it went back stuff. to red. And I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, okay, so they cast she cast the whole family. The mortuary guy is cast in it as well. Tina is cast as a tree because she gets stage fright, which and we get a flashback of her having stage fright throughout her life, uh, like when the place is on fire and she can't talk to the 911 operator.
1: I like that idea of stage fright not meaning stage fright, <laughs> just, just meaning <laughs> social fright.
0: <laughs> yeah, just having to talk to people at all. Uh, can you say mama? Uh... Uh, so then, uh, Louise is the butler who everyone is going to think did it. Uh, Gene is a flower delivery man who gets murdered and Bob refuses to be in it. Uh, they start the first night of the show. Teddy, once again, has one of my favorite scenes in the episode where he is just like, I, I just want to eat food. I don't want to see the show. Can I not buy the ticket? And Bob's like, yeah, sure. And then he's like, but what if I see it out of my peripheral vision? And then Bob's like, just, it's the honor system. Just-
1: Turn around.
0: Yeah, yeah, if you see the show, then give me money. And and he's like, yeah, that makes sense. And then he starts, like, God. Talking? Yeah, yeah, he starts talking throughout the entire opening of the musical about how annoyed he was when someone was talking in a movie. And I thought that was also, like, delightful dialogue. Uh, there
1: was so much going on there that I did not actually process that that's what he was saying. Yeah,
0: he was talking about how everyone in a movie theater wanted this one guy to shut up because he would he just kept talking. And Bob is like, no, stop talking. He's like, yeah, I know, that guy really needed to stop talking. Uh, so then uh, what happens is the mortician is the first guy who gets murdered. And he, he makes it so graphic and grisly that people call the police and the first night of the show gets canceled. And he uses real organs.
1: F- from his... his uh
0: F- From corpses in his crematorium.
1: Also, there's just, like, a dead body in the oh, yeah. restaurant for, like, the whole episode. For the
0: whole time, yeah. There's
1: just, you just see these little feet sticking out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the police get called, and they have to cancel it, and then they do the show the next night. Tina says she wants to have a line, and she chokes the second she has to talk. Uh, and then the play is bad. Linda reveals that she is the killer, but she said at the top of the show that she would not be the killer, so people start heckling her and getting mad. And at that point, a robber breaks into the, into the restaurant.
1: Is it breaking in if he just walks through the door?
0: Okay, he walks through the door, (laughs) and he holds up the place, and everyone thinks it's part of the play, while Bob is telling them, this is not part of the play, we are being robbed right now. And then the robber notices this is dinner theater, and he actually sings a song, and, like, dances with Linda, and people really like that part. And uh, then he, he leaves, and someone is like, can you give me change for $5? And he's like... No, like someone's mad. Someone parked behind their house.
1: Yeah, but why are they parked there?
0: Very. Confused. Maybe he's selling the car. I don't know. Is that his car?
1: Must be. I don't know that's weird. He's opening
0: the door. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's his car. <laughs> are we
1: witnessing a crime? <laughs> I,
0: I assume that it's just uh, he has reasons to be photographing <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> Quick little. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if this is evidence in a trial uh please jury like subscribe to this podcast uh, and uh
1: send us an email
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh anyway
0: uh what was um, happening second night of the show we
1: We're doing stuff.
0: uh robber robber leaves they're breaking a five dollar bill Yeah, a woman wants to break a $5 bill, and Bob is like, We don't have any change, we just got robbed. And the woman goes, I love your commitment.
1: You're so dedicated.
0: (laughs) Uh, Then the next day, clearly the robber comes back, but he's not wearing a mask, so no one recognizes him. And the cops are there apologizing that they didn't stop the robber because they thought it was just part of the play. And, uh... Yeah, and then he reveals that he is, in fact, the robber. Bob calls the police, and he gets arrested after robbing them a second time. And then Linda is mad because he ruined her show that night.
1: While they're having this conversation, I did notice that... (laughs) This is so nitpicky, but I thought Mm -hmm. it was really funny. Their seats in their restaurant Mm -hmm. are really low. Oh, yeah? Like, really, like, it looks like someone took a seat out of a car and put it on the ground.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. So then Linda gives a really sad performance that's really half-hearted, and at the end Bob comes in to be the robber and sing a song with her because he loves his wife. And she's very happy with that, but everyone in the audience hates it and thinks it's terrible. And they all leave. And uh, that's it. You have anything else? Oh, Tina says her line. And that's literally like, they didn't want to have too long of an ending for this episode. So they decided we will just have Bob do this. Linda will be like, oh, thank you. And then Tina will say her line and we'll just cut to credits.
1: Yeah, that's...
0: Uh, Anything else you want to say about this episode?
1: No, that's, it's pretty straightforward.
0: All right, so the next one is episode Sheesh Cab Bob.
1: It's funny. Because at the beginning of this episode, Mm -hmm. I was really looking at his mustache. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's a pretty snazzy-looking mustache. It's it's quite the comb mustache we got going on there. Yeah,
0: got a big brush.
1: And it's funny that I noted that at the beginning of this episode.
0: an episode where it's very important that he have a mustache. Yeah, because
1: it became really important. And then...
0: So this introduces a uh, character, Jimmy Pesto, who is Bob's rival throughout uh, quite a bit of the show. Uh, he's his rival for a big part of the show. He's played... Uh, he is no longer in the show, came in. Do you want to guess why he's no longer in the show? Who? Jimmy Pesto.
1: No, why?
0: Because the actor who plays him was present at the uh, January Capitol riots in the United States.
1: Oh wait! I think I did hear about yeah, that. Yeah, and the FBI you.
0: posted his picture on their social media and stuff, and then people were like, "Yeah, I don't want to work with that guy anymore." Oof. Jay Johnston. He was a real big. I really like. He was in Mister Show. He was in uh, Arrested Development. I really liked a lot of his stuff. Didn't know a lot about him personally. Don't care to now. Uh so yeah, that's just a thing. He was ha- he's getting heckled by Jimmy Pesto. Uh, Tina's 13th birthday is coming up, and as it turns out, everyone reads her diary in this family. Uh, Linda reads it to see if she's doing drugs, and apparently Tina literally writes, I'm not doing drugs in her diary. So, she
1: must know that she reads it then. Uh, So, she, like, makes notes for people.
0: Either that, or Tina is just an incredibly strange child. Or as Jean puts it, no, Louise says, I think, you know, Tina's better on the page than in person. Yeah. (laughs) Uh... She wants to throw a boy-girl party with a smoke machine and a, and music, and with dancing, and she specifically wants to kiss Jimmy Pesto Jr. Uh, Bob needs some extra money for this party, so he sees if he can get their rent delayed by their landlord, Mr. Fish Odor, who's a big character in the show, but this is his first introduction as well. He doesn't do a bunch, but he makes him meet him in the fog and talks about it. You described him as a man who looked like he was about to board the Titanic.
1: Yeah, I don't know why. That's just what I got from him. looks like a
0: first-class Titanic man. Uh, And Mr. Fish Odor is actually like, I can't do that, but I can give you a job working nights as a taxi driver. So he takes up that offer, mainly because he gets to wear a snazzy hat. Uh, so he, he meets, <laughs> he, he picks up a guy and the guy is like, it, the guy's in the backseat of his car. He's like, <laughs> you know, actually, you're my first fare. And then the man projectile vomits all over the inside of the cab. And then we get a montage of him dealing with, uh, like people having sex in the back of the cab, being drunk. He has a guy who's on roller skates and he's trying to prop him up on a wall. And then, Bob picks up uh, what they describe, in their language, transvestite. um, They use the term hookers. I'm just going to say they're cross-dressing sex workers from this point on.
1: And this is where I noted. The only people that get chins in this show are trans people Mm -hmm. and the pizza owner.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're right. So this show.
1: And people with beards.
0: Yes, yeah, you're right about that, too. So I, I looked it up because I didn't want to be, like, wrong about this. So for most of the episode, the way they're portrayed is as, like, cross-dressing sex workers. So they're, like, not actually people who identify as women for most of it. Except for, like, one line where one of them references uh, getting surgery to have, like, getting sexual reassignment surgery. Uh, so for most of it, it's coded as... As cross dressing, and it's it's interesting in that it seems like it gets stuff. It does a lot of low hanging fruit jokes about those people, like their chins and stuff. But it's also clearly trying to be like like Bob.
1: It's it's it has a positive.
0: Yeah, like, they're clearly, like, in in terms of their, like, relation to the plot, they do have a positive relationship with all the characters. Bob initially, like, has, like, a half second of judging them before basically just becoming very good friends with them. He thinks
1: they're great, and it it shows him being different because a lot of people around them don't.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. But, like, him and specifically his family
1: are just like are
0: like befriend them very fast.
1: Well, and they ca- walk in when they do walk in, his mm-hmm. family's just like, "Oh, hey. Yeah. What's happening?"
0: So, <laughs> what I what I would assume it was and people are free to be offended by it or not. I I'd, I'd assume it is a well-meaning episode that probably drops the ball a decent amount of times with the kinds of jokes it makes about the but people. But
1: that's that's just comedy. Comedy yeah. takes a very serious or very Sensitive topic and puts humor in it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, if you laugh at it, you're a bad person. Just kidding. <laughs> I laugh at a lot of horrible stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, so yeah, exactly. It's, so it's just like, and I, I think ultimately, at the very least, as opposed to let's say other shows in 2011 like Family Guy, it's trying a lot harder to like
1: The Office
0: <laughs> make them be uh, allow them to be people, like, and also positively portray them. Uh, Yeah, so uh, he actually ends up starting to deliver clients to the sex workers as well. And and one of his lines I really liked is, yeah, I think I might be a pimp now. (laughs) Um, He uh, finds out Jimmy Jr. isn't allowed to go to the birthday party because Jimmy Pesto is a piece of shit. Uh, Pesto says that he wants Bob's mustache to put on his wall as like a trophy uh, and then he'll allow his son to go. Bob says no and Tina's mad about that. Now he goes and like confides his feelings in his new sex worker friends and they end up hanging out at like and a bonfire. They give him Oh, well they go out for drinks and then it turns out that they also he also tries crack while he's hanging out with them. Yeah. And uh then he's like shows up hungover in the morning because he hasn't been sleeping as well and like has an exchange where he's like You know, uh, Linda, I might have tried crack. Well, I didn't try crack, but if I had, I would have liked it. (laughs) That kind of thing. And then he just passes out in the kitchen, and then he wakes up, and he's like, Oh, God, how long till the party? And Linda's like, the party started a half hour ago. And she wakes him up by slicing pickles onto him, which is... Which
1: is normal. I often just throw pickles at sleeping people till they wake up.
0: Uh, And then... um... And then uh, all of the sex workers and all of Bob's nighttime friends show up at the party. And there is a character who shows up who is actually transgendered, who does uh, become a bigger character later on, Marshmallow. And I think Louise ends up hanging out with Marshmallow quite a bit. Um, yeah, so all of these characters show up at the party, and <laughs> uh, and once again, yeah, the family is pretty is is pretty non-judgmental, which is. Which is good. Uh, Tina is still... Yeah, uh, Tina actually gets a pep talk from the friends that Bob made. And they're like, yeah, you know, a lot of dads are really shitty. Your dad just stayed up an entire week driving a taxi cab to give you a party. He's not that bad. But
1: how expensive was that party? Because it's at their restaurant.
0: Smoke machines are expensive. But Gene is the DJ. Yeah, I don't know why he needed that much money for a party. Like yeah, <laughs> like, okay,
1: the smoke machine.
0: Yeah, just make burgers for the kids. Like that's I don't know why he needs to go the get disco ball? that much. Yeah, I I guess I guess smoke I think smoke machines are pretty expensive. Uh and then Bob reveals that he did shave. Uh, he shaves off his mustache, and he has it in oh. a little baggie, and he's going to give it to Jimmy Pesto.
1: Which is unfortunate, because now he is chinless and mustacheless. Yeah, he looks
0: real weird without a, without a mustache. Uh, and the he actually finds out from his sex worker friends that Jimmy Pesto is, like, in a kink community as a, a baby. Like, he wears a diaper. Yeah, and he has a diaper fetish, and he goes by Baby Num Num. And Bob actually uses that to, like, get him to let his son come to the party instead of giving him the mustache. Uh, which is another thing I've seen people point out. We're like, that wasn't great. Uh Anyways, Jimmy Jr. gets invited to the party, and he, in front of everybody, Tina and him, like, kiss. And it's gross, because everything Tina does is disgusting. Uh, and then she says to her father, you're the best pimp I'm ever gonna have. So, yeah,
1: I... I do this a lot when I write notes. I have my own, like, inner thought process. Mm-hmm. So there is a scene in this where it shows Tina walking away, and it slow fades from her butt to the moon.
0: Oh, yeah. And
1: I wrote down, I'm like, what was that about? And then I was like, wait, was that a play on words? Yeah. It was. Wasn't it? hundred
0: percent it was. And yeah, I'm, I thought the same thing. Yeah. Uh, was that your note on the episode?
1: That was my only note.
0: What was the thing you liked about the episode?
1: Oh, we do that every episode? You
0: said you tried to.
1: Uh, Try is different from do.
0: (laughs) So you did not like anything about episode six?
1: Uh, honestly, I didn't find much humor that was actually funny.
0: Yeah. I Like,
1: like, I don't know. I feel like they could have either went darker or they could have had different animation. (laughs) 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 Maybe that would have made it come across better.
0: I, uh... One of the things I like is the flashback when when it's revealed that they show up at the party, and he's like, I don't think I invited them, and then it flashes back to him drunk, like, You're all going to my daughter's party! Invite whoever you want! (laughs) I remember liking that bit. Alright, so that's the, you made it to the end of six episodes of Bob's Burgers. How are you feeling?
1: So as you explained these episodes, I realized that I think I block out things I don't want to remember. (laughs) Cause I don't remember a lot of that, and I was there the whole time. We
0: watched it like three hours ago. Yeah, yeah, and you have no recollection of it. No, <laughs> that's amazing. And
1: I, d- I wasn't even looking at my phone. Like I was. No, you house. were paying
0: attention. Yeah, you were doing good. You were also like cowering like a one of our cats does. <laughs> you looked like our cat when she goes into one of her trauma states.
1: <laughs> I will say, yeah. watching you watch the show
0: was upsetting.
1: No, no, no! Oh. You genuinely enjoyed it so much. I really love
0: this show. Yeah, like
1: I watched happiness like come off of it. And
0: you. I only get happier the longer it goes because it just gets better. Like you just time.
1: smile the whole time watching yeah. an episode. Yeah, I, I do. I don't.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, I watching these six. I was like, maybe I should just catch up with this show again. Obviously. Not in this house. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> in private. <laughs> Uh, okay. So, uh, yes.
1: Final notes for this. Sometimes there is no reason to not like something. You just don't. Now, this is my note from last night when I watched the first episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to read it. I said, there is a lot inherently wrong with it. But sometimes I just don't like things. And this is one of them. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> and I feel, last night me, and I, I understand what she's saying. I think I was trying to do a play on words of, there's sometimes there doesn't have to be anything wrong with it, but I was like, everything's wrong with it.
0: Yeah, you don't need a specific reason, you just...
1: So I couldn't find, like, without being picky, I couldn't find things I disliked, mm-hmm. but I also couldn't find things I liked because I just didn't.
0: Yeah. That's that's it's just totally like reasonable. I don't
1: like raisins. I don't have to have more than that.
0: All right, so I'm gonna chalk this one as a real failure of my secret manipulative goal to uh, to watch things like to, to make it so that we just watch things like Bob's Burgers together. I don't think I won this time.
1: You never win. No,
0: I never win. You haven't. Yeah, I didn't win with Starship Troopers either. No. So right now, our score and my girlfriend's not going to like this is uh, Rybert zero, Kmit two. Well, uh, if
1: you include all the games, you're at a good whopping zero.
0: <laughs> zero and like fifteen by now. So okay, uh, so we're just gonna do a quick favorites and least favorites. So favorite character?
1: Oh, I have to have one. Too? You have to have
0: one too. Um.
1: And
0: then you have to guess who mine is. Favorite can also mean disliked the least.
1: I guess bunny ears.
0: Louise? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She is my favorite character in the family, and I think Teddy is my favorite character in the show. Because he's just, I like characters who are deeply sad. And Teddy is is a very sad man. Uh, Okay. Uh, Favorite. Oh, who's my least favorite? Take a guess. Wild guess who my least favorite character is.
1: The son. Yeah,
0: Gene. I like half of his jokes, and I don't like the half of his jokes that are farts. Yeah. Uh, you, least favorite character. Who's the one who just irritated you the most?
1: I think it's... Um, I'm having such a hard time. I think it is him
0: as oh. well. No. Oh. Oh, Jean.
1: Jean yeah. as well as Tina.
0: Oh, you don't like Tina. No. Tina is like a big crowd favorite. I know. Yeah, and Tina, just that joke just doesn't work for you. No. It's too monotone.
1: But the whole show is...
0: And then uh, you said your favorite episode, favorite least favorite episode.
1: Um.
0: You said the capoeira one was your favorite.
1: Yeah, the maybe the first one was my least favorite. Mm. It did not get off to a good start for yeah. me.
0: I think the cow one was my favorite. I really liked the bit at the end, uh, and I, I really like the the it's it's very simple, but the setup of it's going to get hit by a car. It didn't get hit by a car. Oh, it died anyways. It's just, I like the cosmic cruelty of that. Alright, so those are the favorites. Oh, do you, uh, did we say fa- uh, favorite joke? Do you have one? Ooh. Slash least favorite joke?
1: Well, do Chippy Chomps count as a joke? Yep. Yeah. Okay, that's Chippy my favorite Chippy Chomps count as a joke. And um, my least favorite, anything with a lot of repetition. Mm-hmm.
0: I'd say my least favorite joke is the thinking that cow poo talks to her. And I would say that my favorite joke is I think it's making out with the cow. I knew it. Yeah <laughs> I think it's making Ooh,
1: it. same, same episode biggest dislike and like.
0: Yeah. So you did <laughs> you did a thing you love, which was watching a show that I like. you know it's a thing you love doing.
1: Spinning me uh... <laughs> Yeah.
0: and now you get to do another thing you love. Which is playing a game that I designed. Now, uh, the game that we're playing today is called the Bob's Burgers Burger Quiz. Oh. You may have noticed a, a trend in the show that every episode, did, did you notice the burger names? They always have... Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think you even pointed it out earlier in the podcast, possibly. Uh, yeah, the burgers always have punny names. And uh, I don't really write puns. Like that's not a joke. I usually do. I don't think it's a joke you do all that often either.
1: Caesar salad.
0: Oh yeah, we did a sketch that was entirely a pun. You're right. <laughs> uh, first sketch we ever wrote together. Now no,
1: it's not.
0: That we actually wrote, like pen, like sat down and actually wrote out. No, it's not. You're right.
1: We read. We wrote two others. Yeah,
0: we have at least. You're two a more. liar. And then you've basically helped me write an ungodly amount of them, too.
1: I have no idea what you mean.
0: Okay, so, uh, they they have punny titles, and we're gonna see if I stack up to the writers of Bob's Burgers. Ah! A high bar, a very, very high bar to set. I'm not being sarcastic, I honestly do believe that's a really high bar. I am just terrible at puns, so I think it's gonna be pretty obvious when they did it and when I did. You're doing a real or fake game with burger names. So, uh, do you prefer getting all of them at the end, or do you want me to uh, tell you them as we go?
1: Uh, just tell me as we go.
0: As we go. Great. So the first burger. Is this from Bob's Burgers or from me? To live and fry in L.A. burger. You. Damn it. Yes, it <laughs> is. Uh, girls just want to have fennel burger. You. No, that's Bob's Burgers. Oh, that one wasn't very good. We're going to see that it's going to become very obvious when it's mine. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massa Curd, curd, spelled like cheese curd, burger.
1: See, I would think that one's more from the show than the other one.
0: Mmm, okay. So you're saying Bob's Burgers? Yeah. You would be correct. Uh, The Keanu Cheeseburger.
1: That is you.
0: Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> what? Huh?
1: I read that one and I was like, he, you're joking, right?
0: <laughs> Alright, the Charboil Fair Burger comes with parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme.
1: I don't even know what that means.
0: It's a Scarborough Fair joke. Like, are you going to Scarborough Fair? Oh, it's a a Simon and Garfunkel song. Was that you? No, that was the show.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You just explained it so well.
0: Uh, The Foot Feta-ish Burger. That's you. No, that's actually one of the episodes we watched, too. Oh, <laughs> I think I think Louise changes it in episode two. Oh, the... I do remember that. Yeah, yeah.
1: I only assumed you because
0: because it's a foot fetish joke.
1: No, no? what?
0: No, wait, wait. What okay. does that mean? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Why did you assume it was me?
1: <laughs> because the last couple were the show.
0: I see that makes sense. Uh, all right, the chive free or chai hard burger. That's you. That is me. Do you know what I'm <laughs> referencing there? No. It's "Live Free or Die Hard," and I tried What's really that hard. That's uh, one of the Die Hard movies. The Die I... Hard movies have terrible titles. Do you? I, I haven't watched okay, we're gonna...
1: any Die Hard. We're going
0: movies. to very quickly. <laughs> we're going to very quickly go down the Die Hard titles because they are really, really funny. Uh, there's Die Hard. You want to guess what the second one is called?
1: Live hard?
0: Die harder.
1: Oh, oh my god. I
0: believe, I think it's actually Die Hard 2, Die Harder. So this is a diversion, but I think it's very valuable. So yeah, Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Is it? I swear to god it's Die Harder. Yeah, oh no, I guess that might be the subtitle. I'm going, I'm, screw it, I'm still saying it's Die Harder. <laughs> watching a video while we're podcasting?
1: No! I just got an email that I thought was important and it opened up Facebook.
0: <laughs> uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance, Live Free or Die Hard, and A Good Day to Die Hard. Awful titles. Almost none of them are actually written as... Um,
1: Is this? Is the first? Is this the movie that's debatably a Christmas, Christmas
0: movie? Yeah,
1: I still haven't seen it, but Christmas episode I, of the podcast. I've heard
0: uh, it, it's also a movie that I've noticed <sighs> that like every comedian, like in their thirties, is like it's a character trait for some reason for characters to have Die Hard be their favorite movie. Uh, yeah, we, like,
1: we watched a Christmas movie with that.
0: Yeah, yeah, we did. And then we watched like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's a big character thing as one of the characters is obsessed with Die Hard. And it's just a like weirdly consistent character trait. Just like how sitcoms love bringing up the trolley problem lately for some reason
1: noticed that
0: actually yeah uh, almost like I've, I've watched three or four sitcoms which have an episode revolving around the trolley prog problem and it's it's very clearly like all of you read the same book at the same time and you're all just like oh i want to do my thing with that
1: the good place did a really funny the good place of that.
0: trolley problem is really good yeah uh okay uh so ch- chai free or chai hard burger uh it's Fun to eat at the Rye MCA.
1: What is that referencing?
0: It's fun to eat at the Rye MCA. Was it you? It was Bob's Burgers. That Uh, one's bad. (laughs) I like, I like, it is true. The metric is if it's bad, it's probably mine. Uh, Blondes have more fun Gus Burger.
1: Was that Bob's Burgers?
0: Yes, that's Bob's Burgers. Under the Tuscan Bun Burger.
1: What is that referencing?
0: Under the Tuscan Sun. Uh, a movie that I only... I've been to the place it was filmed, and also my mother loved it. So I was it you? It. No, that's just how I know the thing. Oh. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, wait, that was you answering.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like...
0: Oh, eat... eat Prey clove burger. Because it's love? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Eat, pray, clove... Clove... You gotta say clove burger. Eat, pray, clove burger. Was that you? Yes. (laughs) Um... I was trying to find words that actually rhyme with love, and I was like, I think clove is as close as we're... Also, I cooked with cloves last night, so they were in the back of my head. Uh, All right. The last one. The White Tripes Burger.
1: What's that?
0: The White Stripes. It's a band. (laughs)
1: Did you do that one?
0: Yes. (laughs) 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 Um, I think you guessed... All of mine? No, <laughs> no, you guessed most of them.
1: There, there was a co- couple that I.
0: I think you, uh, I think you got over fifty percent on this one. So Yay! congratulations, you, uh, you you won the game and destroyed me. <laughs> and uh, well, I guess that's the podcast this week. Unless we have anything else we want to talk about. Obviously, we're coming back with uh seven episodes of Bob's Burgers next week.
1: No. <laughs> do you, Do
0: we have an idea of what we're doing next week?
1: They don't need to know. We don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe we'll watch something. Maybe we'll do something maybe else. Maybe we'll week.
1: have facts for you. Maybe we'll
0: have facts. We could have facts.
1: We could. We could do something else.
0: Anyways, thanks for listening. Thank you. And I hope you have a good week. We'll definitely think up something by our recording day.
1: Why is this so kind?
0: What? This oh, wait. One, we need to promote ourselves.
1: This, this one was so kind. Thank you so much. Have a great day.
0: <laughs> yeah, see, that was actually a really clean exit, but we actually have to do the... If you want to email us, email us at k-ry.mit, with 2 tsmode at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Cry Mit mode YouTube channel that we have not put anything onto yet. There's
1: still nothing there.
0: I stream every Tuesday night, actually without fail for once, uh, on I Apologize Profusely, and every second Friday we do a My Girlfriend's Not Gonna Like This stream together. In theory. <laughs> Theoretically, we have put it off the last two weeks. Uh, because. Life is complicated, as it turns out. Yeah. Um, and is that now everything?
1: Like us, leave a review. Yeah,
0: if you are actually listening to this as a podcast, leave us a review. We're still not on iTunes yet. Don't know when that'll happen. Still waiting to hear from them.
1: And if you don't like it, that's okay. That's okay.
0: Yeah, you don't have to like it.
1: Yeah, I was going to say but, but I had nothing. I was like, yeah, if you don't like it, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. like it.
0: <laughs> Stop listening. Yeah, I would recommend not continuing to listen if you don't like it. That's my advice.
1: And if you do and you want to hear things, don't forget to email us.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, I would love to answer questions from people at some point. Or, or ask questions.
1: cover anything that you want to hear.
0: That is true. Yeah.
1: If it has to do with researching, though, it will take mm-hmm. many business days before... Right.
0: Actually, really quick, I'm just going to throw out a question for the audience. If you were a type of crab, which type of crab would you be?
1: Please don't say the kind of crab I think you're thinking of. Yeah,
0: you you won't get red. You'll get banned. You'll, you'll get. I, can we ban people from listening to podcasts? Anyways, thanks for listening.
1: Thank you. <laughs>